Provocative Podcast. All right, guys. So today's episode is going to be a what would Jazzy do? Plus a little motivational speech. Not even, I don't really, I don't know if I would call it a motivational speech, but just something that I want to share with you girls and guys and something that I feel like everyone needs to know. And yeah, so it's going to be like a little speech at the end. But as always, let's do our intro. So uh, for Memorial Day weekend, we went with friends to Galveston. Um, so Galveston is like a, an hour away from here from Texas. It's like they have like a little beach there. And we just played uh, volleyball. We played um, some drinking games. It was really, really fun. It was like a relaxed kind of like weekend little trip. Um, and then we on Monday, I don't know about you guys, but like Monday, this whole week has just felt off. All right. And then Monday, because it was Memorial Day, we just kind of laid back. We chilled. We hung out by the pool with some friends at their apartment pool. And um, we had a little carne asada, which was nice. Um, carne asadas are always really, really good. Um, and yeah, it was just a good time. But I feel like my whole week just feels off. And then I've also just been like dealing with some issues, which I'll go into talk to you guys about that in a little bit. But yeah, I just feel like I don't I, I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure there's a lot of you girls who are feeling that way. So don't feel bad if you feel that way, because this week's just been like a blow week for me. But anyways, then on Sunday after Memorial Day uh, weekend on Saturday, we celebrated our 12 year anniversary. Chris and I did. Um, and we didn't do a fancy dinner or anything like that, like out somewhere, but we did make dinner at home. We, um, got some filet mignons. We cooked them or Chris cooked them. Cause Chris is mostly the cook here at the house. I hardly ever cook. <laughs> and he, um, made some truffle corn, which is absolutely amazing. His truffle corn is just to die for. And we had some wine, we had some Caesar salad. It was a good time. And then we made some brownies, had some brownies for dessert. Um, so yeah, we celebrated our 12 year anniversary here at home. It was super, super chill, but super nice. I was not feeling like dressing up and doing my makeup and going out. I just like wanted to spend some quality time with him. So that was really nice. Um, I told you guys, I was going to show you guys a ring on camera this week. So here it is. Here's a new ring guys. If you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, um, Chris got me a new ring for our anniversary. Super pretty four carat radiant cut diamond ring. Um, there's also diamonds like all around the band and in the front of the band. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, so that was my anniversary present. His anniversary present was just sex three times that day. So that was his anniversary present. <laughs> um yeah so uh we're not big on getting giving each other gifts for like special occasions it's like really hard to gift each other we just kind of like thankfully we're in the position like if he wants something he was just be like hey i'm gonna go get this i'm like all right fine go get it um so that's what we did we also watched the movie the lost city which is uh it's new we watched it on like amazon prime i think um or voodoo one of those like um uh, movie apps, but it's the one with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. And Sandra is just my absolute favorite actress ever. I just think she's the most beautiful woman, especially in the movie, the blind side, like that, like, I just love her in that movie. And I just think she's so beautiful. Like, I just want to look as fabulous as she does at her age. Like she's just, she's beautiful. And then Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum to me is like a, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't really fangirl over Channing Tatum when I was younger, I probably did, but the movie was okay. I gave it a, we gave it a 3.5 out of 3.5 out of a five. Um, it was a good, like time waster, like definitely like I wouldn't rewatch it again, but it was a good time waster. So if you have some time this weekend or this weekend, you kind of want to watch a movie. 
Um, they had its funny parts in it. Brad Pitt was in it. Brad Pitt's always, yeah, he's a gorgeous man. Um, in this movie, not so much with the wig that they put on him. I don't know. It just didn't look good. But it was a, it was an all right movie. And then we haven't started any new shows. Um, we just haven't really been on like watching TV recently. We've been working a lot at home too, especially at night because that's when we um, talk to our manufacturers. So we're working on good things. So it just means less TV. We're just watching, rewatching Modern Family again. And that's like our little like fun TV show where we watch if we're like eating breakfast or watching or eating dinner. That's the, the show we watch. And that's pretty much it. We'll probably start Stranger Things here in a little bit because apparently everyone's raving on about it. But that's about it. Also, ladies, before I get into like my hormone talk, I need your help. Okay. Like, I don't know if I don't know this secret, if there's like a secret out in the world, but there's got to be this secret. How do you girls keep your dresses from riding up? Like, I got some new dresses and they're super sexy. I'm supposed to be going out this weekend to celebrate Aureli's birthday and Brenda's birthday which I've had both of them on the podcast and my dresses are just so beautiful, but they just ride up. Like they ride up so much. Like I have to constantly be pulling my dresses down. And I feel like I've always done that ever since I was like 15, 16. But then I watch these videos of these other girls wearing short ass dresses twerking and their dresses stay in place. Like, is there a secret tape that I don't know? Or like, what do you do or is there a secret like calzon like that has like a an underwear that has like a patch where the, the you put the other patch inside the dress and it like you know sticks to your underwear? I don't know. Like I need to know the secret because my dresses are constantly, constantly riding up. And don't tell me it's because oh your dress might be too big. I order an extra small. Okay, I can't go any smaller. And it's not that it's too small that it rides up because it fits me perfect, but it's just constantly riding up. So. Give your girl some tips. DM me. DM the provocative page. Let me know. I need a solution for this weekend. Okay. So just wanted that came to my mind. So I just like need y'all's ladies help. All right. And lastly, before we get into the episode. So recently I've just been feeling like my hormones have just been completely out of whack. Like I feel like my estrogen levels are either extremely high or some something is going on with my body. I'm sure you got girls know when you feel like your body's off. I feel like I'm retaining more water than usual. Um, granted, yeah, my stress levels have been crazy some days, um, but like I'm holding more water. I'm feeling more emotional and I'm breaking out so much more than I have ever in my life. And I'm not in taking crazy amount of caffeine. I'm like, some days I take pre-workout, some days I don't like, I don't feel like I've changed anything in my diet except for maybe eating out a little bit more with Chris. But even then, like my acne has never been as bad as it is now, which on camera, probably you guys are like, what acne? Like, don't give me a hard time about it. All right. But if when I take my makeup off at night, I can tell my skin texture that it's not the same as it's been before. So I'm just like, my hormones are just not it. And then also like TMI, like we talk about this on the podcast, like I've been getting chronic yeast infections and like, I know it's the summer I'm staying in my, I work, I work out in a warehouse gym. Like I work out in my sweaty clothes for like two hours. And then I still like take backup underwear and shorts to chain into for the car back for the car ride home. Um, so I'm trying to do what I can, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like my hormones are just like not good right now, which is, it's, it's, a bad thing, obviously, but now I'm excited because I'm working with a company and I'll announce the company soon. I'm trying to, I just signed my contract with them this week and I'm going to work with them first before obviously I promote it to you guys. But 
I'm excited because I'm going to get some blood work done and it's like 15 different tests that they're doing on me to make sure that I'm okay. And then like, I'm staying healthy and I'm doing everything I can to like, you know, make sure like quote unquote, I'm not just healthy in the gym, like and fit, but like my, my health, I'm, I'm healthy. And so we're running all these tests. I'm getting my blood drawn tomorrow. Um, and I'm excited. I'll announce with you guys soon who I'm working with. And I've seen amazing results from the people that have done this that I know personally too. So this is one of the main reasons why, you know, I wanted to work with them because I am very hesitant when it comes to doctors and things like that. But from the results that I've seen from people that I actually know, I'm like, okay, this, whatever you're doing with this company is working and whatever they're providing you and helping you with is definitely working too. So I want to be part of this journey. So I'm going to start my journey with them this week actually. So I'll keep you guys in the loop and hopefully, you know, they change my life and I can help change your life, especially like if you have thyroid issues, if you have, um, any kind of hormonal imbalances, they will definitely help you. So I'll announce that soon. All right, guys. So let's get into what would Jazzy do before we talk about, um, my talk for the day. All right. So I'm pulling out my phone. I don't have too many of these, so I only have a few. Um, they're not from what I read a little bit. I didn't go too much into read all of them. Um, they're not anything crazy. So, all right. First one. Okay. What would Jazzy do if you notice a girl, you know, of whether personal or acquaintances is trying to act and be like you on social media, but is completely different and opposite person in real life. So I've always, it's funny that this question got brought up because I've always felt like I've dealt with this until recently with a group of girls that I have now as my friends. Like I have such a solid group of girlfriends now, which I'm really happy about, but growing up and then like, even like in the past five years, like I've, I love that my personality and my confidence rubs off on women. I love that. I will never like say like, it's a bad thing. I love that the way that I am can motivate other females to want to dress up, to want to change their lifestyle, to be better. But the thing that irritates me is when it becomes something bad in the sense of then they try to act like me and then they want my life. Right. And it, you can sense the shift. And thankfully now the women that I'm around, the way that I am influences them in their own way, right? In their own personality. Like they take it, whether it's with confidence or whatever, but they add it onto their own life now. Whereas before women would be like, okay, well, I just want to be like you. And I want to start doing everything like you to the point where like they would literally buy the same outfit, wear it and post the same. Like if I posted a picture wearing that outfit, they would do the same thing and copy the exact same pose. Like it was just very weird and freaky and just bad vibes so to be honest like you can obviously call her out if you want to call her out but I would just block her ass like block her ass you don't owe anyone an explanation like I did that I blocked them I distanced myself from them because I'm like at this point like it's not good energy it's envious energy right this person's obviously jealous and trying to be like you and nothing good can come out out of a relationship like that especially with women like there's no need for you to feel like you're in competition with anyone. And the second that you start to feel like someone is putting you in that scheme, like you may not feel like they're a competition, but they're obviously feeling like you're a competition to them. And that's where like a bad, a lot of bad vibes can happen. And a lot of like bad intent can happen. So malicious, that's the word I was looking for. Intent can happen. So I would just like, honestly, like block their ass, like block their ass. So they don't see what you're posting and distance yourself from people like that because 
they that's obviously not any good vibes and you don't need that in your life. So yeah, um, it's happened to me before and that's what I've done. I've just kind of been like, okay, you know what? This person is not gonna be around me anymore. And I even to this day, I've had people who still, you know, act that way. But I'm telling you, I my friends notice it and they'll tell me and they'll be like, hey, this person. I'm like, I already know. I'm already distancing myself. Like I'm good because I I'm really good at picking up the signs. So once you learn how to pick up the signs, just distance distance yourself away from that person. All right. So um this one's like super simple. It's like have to travel for corporate, but I want my boss to know I don't want to be traveling every year. Just have a conversation with your boss about it. Like I don't, I I mean, I don't think that one's too crazy. Um, it's always better for you to be honest with your boss. And if you don't love your job, then like, you know, I don't know, get a different job, you know, but obviously having a honest conversation with your boss would be the best route to take here. All right. So if the guy, what would you do if the guy you're hooking up with says, we don't have a vibe or connection out of nowhere. Well, this person probably only wanted you for sex from the fact that out of nowhere, you guys are just hooking up and he's like, oh, we don't vibe or have a connection. Well, you know, obviously he just wanted you for sex and that's pretty much it. Unless like, I will say sometimes you meet people and you can vibe with them. Like, like this is why I'm, it's, I go by my three month rule, guys. Like when you first meet people, they can just, not be who they are. So like the first two, three times you hang out with the person, you can vibe with them. And afterwards you're kind of like, you know what? I don't really like this person. And I'm sorry to say it. Maybe that's what happened with, with the guy. Maybe he was like, you know what? I don't really like the girl. Maybe there was some quality in you that he ended up being like, I don't like her. Or I don't like that she does this, or I don't like this. And then that's why he's like, you know what? We just don't vibe anymore, you know? And like I'm saying, maybe it was just for sex or maybe he just lost interest in you. And I think you just have to be an adult and realize that like how it is with friendships too. Like sometimes you just don't vibe anymore and it has nothing to do with you per se. Like maybe there's a quality in you that that person didn't like, but all right, either if it's a bad quality, change it. If not, then that's who you are and move on. Like you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I feel like either this guy, like I said, either wanted you just for sex or he just lost that connection and he was being honest and you just got to take it what it is and don't obsess over it. All right, so baby daddy and I are living together for our new burn. Our, our new, new burn. <laughs> baby daddy and I are living together for our newborn. I want to be with him. He doesn't want to be with me. There you go, girlfriend. He does not want to be with you. I think it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not obviously in that position. So I don't know what you girls feel like. Obviously, like if Chris and I had a child together, you would want to make it work for that child, right? If you can. But if you can't, like, I would rather my child grow up knowing that I am so deeply in love with a person and that I'm happy versus growing up in a household where I'm miserable or my husband's miserable or the the dad is cheating on you because he doesn't want to be with you. Because even though... You know, you can be an adult and be like, I can hide it. I'll be able to hide it. No, you fucking won't. Like children pick up on that stuff. Like, and eventually they're not children anymore. And they pick up on the vibes that they feel in their house. And they, they, they know what's going on. Even though you're trying to hide it, they know. And you only cause your child more harm by not living your truest self. And you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you at the end of the day. Why? Like that is such 
a shitty feeling. And I promise you, no one deserves to feel that way. Like being in the presence of another person who doesn't want you there. There is not, that's such a lonely feeling. And that unwanting feeling is just going to hurt your self-esteem so bad. Like I just, it's not like, I remember when Chris and I were together when we were younger and he didn't want to be with me and I wanted to be with him so bad. And that would just be around him. And like, granted we were fucking 16 at the time, but I still remember that feeling of not being wanted. And then one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like if he doesn't want to be with me, he doesn't want to be with me. Thankfully now, like at my age, I haven't had to deal with it. But if I felt like that from Chris, like he didn't want to be with me anymore. Just be like, you know what? Like if you truly don't want to be with me anymore, then just like, let's go our separate ways. Because I feel like that's even more lonely than just being alone. Like I would rather just be alone and, or be with surrounded by friends or family that want me around and not with someone that doesn't want me around. Just, you know, you'll be happier in the long run. And then you can find someone who wants you to be around. Cause I promise you, you will find someone who will love you and want to be around you. All right. Uh, what would you do if a guy lives with his ex, but still wants to be with you? Well, he still lives with his ex. So I'd be like, either move out and live on your own or we ain't going to be together. Like, I mean, I just think it's weird. Like you have no idea what's actually really going down like in that household with his ex. And you don't really know what, if he still lives with his ex, you have no idea what he's telling her. Like guys are so sneaky and I'm not saying just guys, guys and girls can be so, so, so damn sneaky. Sometimes they can feed you bullshit. Like they could be like, Oh yeah, girl. Like, yeah, baby girl. We're not like me and my ex. We're not together. We're not like we've been broken up, blah, blah, blah. But he could be feeding her the same bullshit. Like you don't know. Like, mm -mm, I don't know. I I just don't, I would not trust that situation. I just be like, if you want to be together, like have a serious relationship, you need to move out and be on your own. And then, then I can consider taking you seriously because you being with someone who's still living with their, with their ex is just not a good start to your relationship. All right. Um, uh, this one doesn't make sense. So, all right. My friend upset me by ditching me to hang out with a guy all night when I visited, what would you do? Um, I feel like that is a little fucked up. Like if that friend of yours, like, you know, just ditched you while you were visiting to hang out with a dude, like it depends. Like, you know, I've done like, I've ditched my friends to hang out with Chris when I was like 15, 16, right? Because like all you do is you're just consumed at that age with like dating and being with your significant other. But like, if my friends now came into town to visit me, I wouldn't necessarily like not invite Chris if we're going to dinner. Like I would have like some girl dinners and I would have some dinners with Chris where Chris came along. Cause like, you know, we are married and stuff, but I would not ditch my friends to go hang out with a guy, especially like if they're coming into town to visit you. I definitely think that's a conversation worth having. Like, Hey, like you hurt my feelings by like leaving me. Like, I feel like if I did the same to like, if I did the same to you, it would hurt your feelings. And I just didn't really appreciate that. Or you could be those people who never like confrontation and don't want to talk about it and just swallow your feelings and never talk about it if that's going to make you move on with your life. But I know for me personally, like personally, like I am the type of person to just come out with my feelings, especially with my friends, because I don't want any bad vibes and I don't want to feel any certain way when I see them. So I'd rather just be honest with them and be like, Hey, like what you did bothered me. And like, this is why. And, and most of the time when I've had those conversations, my friends have taken it really well or explained their side of the story and we end up working it out. So 
you could do that, but it is fucked up. Like if you went to town and they like ditched you to hang out with some dude. All right. <laughs> Next one. What would you do if you fell in love with someone else? Would you cheat or tell Chris the truth? I feel like that's hard because like, I don't, in order, like I look at my relationship, like you're asking me this, like in my relationship and for me to fall in love with a guy, I would have to like talk to him. I would have to like, there would have to be some kind of emotional connection first of all. And then I would have to upkeep that emotional connection. And for me to do that with the type of lifestyle that I have with Chris, we're around each other 24 seven. It would almost mean like I'm cheating on him. Like I would have to be texting the guy behind his back and like, like I'm just not going to fall in love with a dude like out of nowhere. Right. Like there would have to be some kind of communication. So I would say like, obviously Chris would be able to sense that I was off and I just, I don't think he gives me enough space. I guess I would say for me to fall in love with someone else. Like if I felt if I fell out of love with Chris and I didn't love him anymore, I think I would just, I would tell him like, Hey, I don't love you anymore. Um, before I like went and started a, a new relationship or something, or I don't know, like, I just feel like I would tell him, Hey, I don't love you anymore. Um, let's talk about it, I guess. Um, but for me to fall in love with someone and cheat, it would just be like, I feel like Chris would see it coming. It would be something. And same versus like, I feel like the same with him. Like, I don't think Chris would ever fall in love with another girl without me knowing like they would have, there would have to be constant communication with that girl. And then at that point he would be cheating, right? Because if he's going, he's conversating with that girl behind my back and having a connection with this girl behind my back. And to the point of falling in love with her, like that would be considered cheating, right? So yeah. Anyways, I hope that answers that question. All right. This girl says, I feel like my husband's sister-in-law likes my husband because she hates me for no reason. She looks at my husband differently than she does her own husband. And I can sense it too. I feel like we as girls have this like sixth sense where we can like, we can sense things. And I feel like I would be able to sense if a girl liked Chris, I feel like I would 100% be able to sense it. And if she, she probably does like she probably, or she just doesn't like you either your husband or it's your boyfriend. Yeah. Either your husband told his brother something about you and the brother told the wife and now she doesn't like you or she could like the husband. Maybe I guess if she's looking at him certain ways and wants to be around him and shit, like she possibly does like him because it's happened before um, like that, where I know scenarios where, you know, that, that that person's wife was in love with the other person's husband. Like it was weird. Um, so it could happen, but just like keep your distance and tell your husband like to be on the lookout. Like you already are aware of the situation and just don't give a fuck. Like if you want to be upfront and like confront her about it, then you can, but it's family. You're going to see them at family functions and shit like that. You may just want to like brush it off, like whatever. But like I said, it's either she possibly could like her husband or your husband told her, his brother, something about you. That's like obviously negative. And they told the wife and now the wife doesn't like you. That could be another scenario too. So, all right. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, the guy I was with for almost 10 years left me, but messages me once a month. Should I tell his girlfriend? Um, I mean, you could, 
I mean, girl code, it would be like, yeah, tell his girlfriend, like, hey, he's still reaching out. But I feel like I would just block his ass. Like, why are you like, I wouldn't even entertain him because now you're doing more harm. I like I'm the type of person like unless the person is really like fucking up, I'm not going to meddle in anyone else's relationship. Like there's I'm not trying to fucking meddle like I'm I'm just not that type of person. I know girl code is a thing and all, but like I just don't want to meddle. So what I would do is just block that dude. Like obviously you guys broke up like if he's reaching out to you because you guys were together for 10 years, he probably there is probably some residue feelings there and he probably does feel a little something still for you. And that's why he reaches out, but you're, you're doing a wrong too. If you're reciprocating that and you're keeping up the conversation with him and I'm not, I'm not saying you are, but if you are, that's fuck up on your end. Like I would just block his ass and not like respond, just block it. So you don't even see it. And it's almost like, okay, you're not aware of that relationship. She can find that on her own if he's messaging other women or whatever, but you're not, you're not reciprocating. You're not getting involved in that relationship because if it was a different girl, I would say, okay, yeah, maybe, but you're the ex. So if you meddle in there, who knows if she's even going to take your side? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've just dealt with too many of meddling of getting involved in cheating situation where I'm the one that gets up fucking getting mad at for it and the girl doesn't do anything. So I'm just like tired of getting like, I'm not the type of person that would meddle unless it's like, I for sure know my best friend's husband is cheating on her. Then I'd be like, fuck you. Like, obviously, but like in that situation, I would just block his ass. And then that way you're not seeing it either. All right. So, okay. I hooked up with a guy from the gym. Then after it's awkward seeing him, what to do? I hooked up. Oh yeah. Okay. So I hooked up with a guy at the gym. Then it's awkward seeing him because I guess she still sees him at the gym. What to do to fix it? Just fucking brush off. Like, I mean, if I was single, I would like obviously probably meet guys at the gym and hook up with guys at the gym. Like, I mean, if that's a place you're always around, like you're going to see people that you, you hook up with. I think just, if it didn't work, just blow it off or just laugh about it. I don't think like, the more awkward you make it, the more awkward it's going to be. Just kind of brush it off. You don't have to really say hi to the guy if you don't want to. And just pretend like you guys didn't hook up. Just it's whatever. If it was whatever, it's it's whatever. Right. Like, I think sometimes we overthink situations and we just like as women, too, we just overthink it. We're like, oh, my God, like this is so awkward because like we fucked and like he's next to me like whatever. Just focus on your put on a fucking playlist that you like. Focus on your hip thrust, girl. And get the fuck out of the gym. Like simple don't don't overthink that scenario and don't even give him any more time of day if that's what it is like like if he's staring at you and trying to be like cocky about it just fucking don't even give him the time of day I always do that guys will always try staring at me like trying to check me out of the gym and I'm like I don't even give you the fucking time of day because one you're fucking gross two you want to act all cool in front of your friends like no 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 I'm not gonna give you the fucking time of day so just don't give him the time of day all right we're just gonna do a few more um all right <laughs> A dude wants to be with me, but this motherfucker has two baby mamas and is 30. I'm 24. Should I just be fuck buddies with him? Um, I guess if you want, but you just need to make sure that you don't have any feelings or don't get any feelings for this person. Because if he already has two baby mamas, like I just one baby mama. Okay. But two baby mamas, like, do you? If you get in a relationship with this person, because if you do develop feelings, that's what's going to happen. Do you want to put yourself in that situation? I think sometimes it's easy to get carried away and be like, oh, it's fun. Like the thrill, right? But 
girl, if you catch feelings, now you're fucked. Now you're fucked because now you have to deal with two baby mamas, two different child supports. Like it's just not for me, not classy. Just move on. Don't even, don't even like give them as your fuck buddy. Like you can, I guess if you want, just don't develop any feelings or just go get you a new fuck buddy that doesn't have that many issues. All right. Uh, Okay. What should I do if I get insecure when my man looks at other females? Um, does your man look at other females while you're with him? Because if he does, then you slap him in the face. And if he just looks at females in general, well, that's normal. But I feel like thankfully Chris has never disrespected me to the point where like he's ever looked at a female in front of me. Like we may be walking in the mall and we, if we see a hot girl, he might like glance, but it's not like I've never noticed it. And he would not disrespectfully look at another female in front of me because if he did, if I ever caught him staring at a girl like hardcore, checking her out in front of me, I would smack him in the face in front of everyone. I don't give a fuck. Like that's how savage I am. Like, I don't care. Like you're not going to disrespect me because you're going to get like disrespected back. Like you're going to get embarrassed in front of everyone. Like you embarrass me, I'll embarrass you. And that's just kind of the personality that I have. And thankfully, like, that's never happened to me. If I was dating someone and that happened, I would literally get up, leave and never talk to them ever again. I'd just be like, you know what? Fuck you. Like we're not, no, like no, but it's normal for guys to check out other females. That's why I'm saying like, it's normal for a guy to look at another girl. Like it's fine. Glances, glances away. Fine. But there's difference between checking out a girl in front of you and just looking at her. And there's a difference between like when they're with their guy friends, I'm sure they're checking out girls, right? Like, I'm sure like, they're gonna be like, oh, that girl's hot. Okay, cool. You know, but I think there's a difference between like that, like that's not so much disrespectful as doing it in front of you. So if this guy is doing it in front of you, (laughs) smack him in the face and tell him Jazzy told you to smack him in the face because this guy is, this guy deserves to be smacked in the face. And I don't care. I had another girl reach out to me and be like, my, but my guy think, says it's because I'm insecure. No, fuck that. And even Chris said, no, fuck that. Like we were like, no, fuck that. That guy is just trying to cover his ass because it is so disrespectful to check out another female in front of the girl you're with. Don't do that shit. Don't do it. You're not going to get, a, you're not going to get away guys by saying, oh, you're just insecure. No. That's not, no, don't play that insecurity card with me because that's not, that's not where it goes. So just letting you know, now you hype me up. Now you got me all mad. I want to message your dude and be like, you need to treat this girl right. All right. Okay. Let's see. All right. Uh, Your man doesn't let you look at his phone. This is going to be the last one I do because, um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, two more. Okay. This one in one more. All right. If your crap, if, if your man doesn't let you look at his phone, you know, I think I got a lot of shit for this on my story because a girl was like, somebody was like, oh, do you guys go through each other's phones? And I said, yeah. And I think I'll always want to go through my person's phone. Like I, and people are like, why? You're like, do, do you not trust him? Like that's so disrespectful. No, I'm not going through his phone, going through all the apps, trying to look for some shit, right? To be like, mm, you did me dirty here. You told me you didn't message anyone at 10.54 p.m., but you messaged your dad at 10.55 p.m. Like, no. I'm saying like, if I want to go through, his, if I want to go through his Instagram, I am able to do that. If I want to go through his Facebook, I'm able to do that. If his phone is sitting on the counter and a text comes up and I want to read it, I can do that. 
right? I'm not going to open, I'm like not going to open up his text messages. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like this person texted you here. But if it's there and I see it, it's fine. But if I want to go through his phone, I can't. I don't have Chris's Instagram logged into my account. So like, you know, I don't see what he does or whatever. But if I ever feel like, you know what? I just want to see what he's been up to. Like, you know, I could ask him. Sometimes I'll ask him. But if I want to just... No, I can't. And same with him. Like he goes through my phone anytime that he wants. He knows all my password. He'll pick up my phone sometimes. Like I'll be in the bathroom. He'll pick it up, go through it. Just, you know, sometimes it's to mess, to make sure that I don't miss DMs because I miss a lot of DMs from like actually like companies reaching out to work with me because I'm really bad with my DMs recently. But he he's accessible to that and I'm accessible to his phone because I think there should be trust there because I think it's sketch when it's like, Oh, you should trust me, but you're so defensive about going through the, that person's like your significant other going through your phone. Like, why are you defensive about it? There shouldn't be anything on there. Like, and once you have that trust where that person can go through your phone, I probably go through Chris's phone, maybe check his phone, like maybe once every two months, if that, Maybe once a month if I go like just look at his Instagram, but like I'm very, I try to be as very respectful of his stuff and his privacy. Like I don't go through the people that like his stories on there. Like I just give him his privacy. But if I feel like I want to go through his phone, I can. And same with him. And once you have that trust, like you'll find out that you don't even want to, like you won't even need to, like you're just like, oh, whatever. But it makes it a thing when you make it a thing, when you're like, oh, I don't want you to go through my phone because you should trust me. Like, no, no, I just don't believe in that. Like, no, I, I don't. So, and if I, you guys, if you're listening to this, you can call me crazy. I don't care. I wouldn't date you unless you let me. So call me crazy, whatever it is. But I think it's sketch when the other person doesn't want you to go through their phone. There, ob There's obviously something there to hide. So, all right, last one. What would Jazzy do if Chris ever hit you? Um, I just don't see him ever hitting me. Um, yeah, I just don't ever see him hitting me, but if he did, um, I would probably, uh, obviously, obviously I, I would want to leave. I just don't ever like see him hitting me. I just, if a guy ever hit me, I would probably hit him back. That would be like my, my like move to do is like to hit him back. But I just, if Chris ever hit me, my dad would probably want to beat the shit out of him. My mom would probably want to beat the shit out of him he would probably never forgive himself either. So like, I just, you know, I just think he, from my past history and things like that, I wouldn't ever want to be with someone that hit me. Um, and thankfully I'm not. So I would just obviously leave the, this, the situation, but yeah, um, I'm not going to say it's not hard to, because, you know, domestic abuse is not something that is taken lightly. I don't take domestic abuse lightly at all. Um, there's a lot um, a variables that goes into domestic abuse. Um, if you haven't read the story, the book, it ends with us. You guys should read that book. It talks about domestic abuse a little bit, but everyone has their own story. Um, but I would hope that I am, would be strong enough to leave a relationship if the guy hit me. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go into too much of that because like I said, it's, it's not a topic I take lightly and, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to invalidate some people's feelings because it's hard. So there, those are some, what would Jazzy do? And now we're going into just a little topic that I wanted to talk about guys, because I don't want to keep the podcast too long. 
Um, and it's a topic that I've, you know, I feel like I've gone through a lot, you know, in the last three, four years. And then even now recently, it's a topic that I was just, I just brought up in therapy and that is boundaries and setting boundaries with people. And no matter if they're family, friends, whatever, you have to set boundaries. And, you know, I feel like recently, like I am just one of those people that I just take in everything too hard like so like I feel so strongly (laughs) for everyone and sometimes it sucks so bad because it consumes me it literally drains me and I and it's something that like you know Chris and I talk about because he's like you know I feel like you just take everything so much to heart and it drains you and I see how much it affects you and that's because I'm still working on developing boundaries with people. And so um, I think obviously boundaries with friends and boundaries with family is two different things, right? It's a lot harder to develop boundaries with family. Um, And, but first I want to talk about, you know, setting boundaries with friends and something I'm trying to work on because I will just, listen to my friend's problems all day and then take them in and it'll affect me. And I am just so tired of that. I'm so tired of that. And then you'll give friends advice and then they don't take the advice and it just pisses me the fuck off. Then I'm like, oh my God. And I'm not going to like one thing that I, I am trying to work on is that if people don't take my advice, I get really butt hurt. Like I get really hurt and that's not even hurt I just get mad I get so mad that I'm like you know what like fuck you like you deserve this and I don't even want to deal with you anymore and that's a really bad mentality to have but I'm being honest with you guys that's kind of like the mentality that I have like if you're not going to listen to me then I'm like to the point where I'm like well I don't even want to like associate myself with you anymore and I'm learning that everyone is entitled to make their own mistakes. It's their life, right? And people will share things with you because obviously they're your friends, but that doesn't mean that they have to take your advice, right? Because they're on their own journey and they have to make their own mistakes so that they can come out stronger on the other side. Just like I have to make my own mistakes to come out stronger on the other side. Like, even though I know that it's been harder to accept that with the people that I care about. Right. So, you know, I talked about it in therapy and she just said, you know, you need to set boundaries so that you can protect yourself emotionally. And that just means not going too deep into their problems. Like just, if you ask them, obviously you're their friend, like, how are you doing? Let them talk to you because she said like 90% of the time, People just want to be heard, right? They don't really care about the advice. They just want to feel heard. So listen to your friends. Obviously have a guard up, right? So that you're not taking it all in emotionally. And then just acknowledge, but don't give advice. Just be like, you know, that that does suck. You know, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through that. Just say that. I'm sorry you're going through that. That does really does suck. I'm sure you don't feel great about it little things like that. Don't give advice. Just make them feel like they're being heard. And in any, if anything, you could just say, how do you think you want to handle this situation and let them talk that way? You're not taking out all your energy and giving them advice that might not even be taken. Right? So you kind of have to feel it out because 
you know, sometimes you can give advice the first time because you want to help them out, but they're constantly making the same mistakes. So then that second time, you're just going to be like, you know what? That does suck. That really does suck. I'm sorry you're going through that. How do you want to handle it? You know, and then move on. And then that way you don't feel like you're getting drained because now at some points, like I feel like I'm being a bad friend because I'm not, I'm like avoiding having like certain conversations with friends because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to know what's going on. Like I, I don't care. I don't want to sit here and hear about it because it's going to be the same shit that I just heard last week. So I don't want to, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear it. And I know it can be a shitty part on my end, but at the same time, it's like, I'm trying to protect my energy because I know that I'm just going to get involved and I'm going to get hurt. So I'm just still trying to set boundaries with friends and it can be a hard thing to do, but I feel like it's still easier to set boundaries with friends and it is with family. And so with friends, it's, it's gotten a little bit easier for me to do, which is doing the steps that I told you, but with family, it is so hard and it's so hard for everyone because I have friends who deal with this issue so much and it's so draining, like being the one to handle your family's issues is I love it. Don't get me wrong. Some days it's great. I love that they trust me with like certain situations, but it is so draining and it is something that I'm working so hard in therapy because it's brought on like feelings of validation. Like the only time I feel validated is when I'm fixing someone's issue. And if I'm not fixing other people's issues, then I'm not validated. Then I'm not good enough. Right. And so it makes it that much harder for me to set boundaries with family, but I have to, I have to, because it's getting to the point where it's really been affecting like my mental health and it affects everyone's mental health. And you can't always just be the person that fixes everyone's issue because it starts affecting your own life. And I see it in my life and I see it in my friend's life, how much it affects their day-to-day life with their partner because their family makes it so much harder. And the thing with Latinos too, they expect, and it's different cultures too. I'm sure like in the Asian culture, this is too, like you're the eldest, so you have to fix the issue. And that, that's how I feel. Like I'm the oldest. I have to fix the issue. It should just, and they expect it to fall on you. And I see it in my fa- my friend's families too. And I'm like, it shouldn't though. You should be the parent. You should fix your own issue. Don't call up your son or daughter to fix the issue. It's not our issue to fix. It's your issue to fix within your family, within the child, the children you decided to have. And so it's hard. It's hard, but it is one thing that I just want to, you know, share with you guys that I'm going through and I'm trying to set boundaries with my family. And I encourage you to do that with your own family so that you can live a happier and more stress-free life. Because for me, for example, like I've had to be the parent for my sisters for a long time and get onto them. And I'm so tired of having that relationship with my sisters because it doesn't allow me to have a sister relationship with my sisters. So I'm at that point now where I'm like, you know what? Don't talk to me about what issues you're having. Mom, don't talk to me about the issues you're you're having with my sisters because you're only making me mad. And it's only making me hold a grudge against my sisters that I shouldn't have. Like if you have an issue, you need to talk to them about it because I'm tired of meddling. I'm tired of being the one 
to get involved in other people's issues that I shouldn't be getting involved in, right? So setting boundaries with people with whether it's family and friends is so important. And I've, it, I've learned this the hard way and I'm still learning it. It's something that I'm still, I'm sure a lot of us, even if you're, if you're in your mid thirties and listening to this or even older, I'm sure this is an issue that you still have. Um, but it's something I'm working on and, and something I encourage you girls to work on because you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. And for me, I'm one of those people that I take on energy. I'm really good at it. And for a long time, I thought it was a burden. I was like, it's, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like such a burden. And my therapist made me realize that it's not a burden. It's a gift to be able to have that sixth sense, that sense that a lot of people don't have, that you can pick up people's energy and you can sense the vibe in a room and you can sense who has malintentions and who has good intentions. It's a gift to have that. It's not a burden. And I was making it a burden because I was carrying everyone's problems and I'm done making such a beautiful gift into a burden. Like I'm done. And so that's something that's happened with between me, this like this happened within this last week that I just wanted to share with you guys, because at the end of the day, this podcast is something that I want, like it's fun and I want to be motivating and I want to, you know, have fun talks like last week with the tortilla challenge and things like that, toxica talks and things like that. But we're going to talk about the hard things in this podcast, which we have before with our sex talks and things like that. But this is not an easy conversation for me to have with you guys. It's not easy to, for me to be vulnerable up here and be like, like I have to set boundaries with my family. Like, but it is something I have to do. And I know, I know that probably 80% of the females listening to this, especially if you are the oldest in your family, and especially if you are from a minority, you deal with this issue a lot. And it's great to help your family and it's great to help them when you can, but that does not mean that you need to be the person to fix everyone's issues because it, it does not fall on you. And it does not fall on you as a child to fix your family's issue. You're a child in that issue and in that household, your parents are the ones that chose to have you and they need to learn how to handle their own issues. And obviously with friends having those boundaries, because it's not okay for you to be taking in all that extra energy and carrying it and taking it into your household and letting it affect you because it really can be, that can be a big burden in your life. So just wanted to kind of be real with you guys, have a little talk about like what it's been going on in my life and with therapy and everything like that. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, I really, really do appreciate all of you girls who listen to the episode. Um, don't forget to share the episode on your stories. Like that's the best way that you guys can help your girl out and we can grow the um, channel together. Um, also make sure you guys give it a five-star review and like it on, um, um, Apple music or whatever you're listening to, but obviously sharing it to your stories is going to help the most because obviously your audience probably hasn't heard of me and, or hasn't heard of the podcast. And that's like the best way for you ladies to share it. Um, so yeah, hope you guys like this episode, share your favorite part, DM me if you have any questions. I hope that this, especially the last part resonated with you. And if you guys want me to cover any topics, I always let you, I always love to hear your opinion. So make sure you guys send it into the provocative IG and, um, yeah, we still have some merch. So make sure you guys go check it out and I will see you guys next week. Bye.